execution, real talk. Living right, the execution, real walk. And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. And get your body outlined and chalk. I left the institution, real talk. Living right, the execution, real walk. And stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. And get your body outlined and chalk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. It has been a while. It has been quite some time of reprieve, I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, this is the House to House podcast. This is Amadi. I'm in here with Ragu. Uh, we are glad that you have decided to click us on. Um, as always, you can envelop yourself with this wonderful podcast. Uh, we're on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play um, and Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Um, and as always, please uh, go check us out on the Facebook group, um, House to House Podcast. The word house, the number two, and the word house, House to House Podcast. Facebook group, jump in, say hello, um, say goodbye, say something. <laughs> please feel free to say something. Can I get anything? Right. Um, if you want to support what we're doing, um, we have a Patreon page that we started. Um, it is patreon.com slash dive media and the number one dive media one little Patreon page. If you want to support the things that we're doing, I'll uh, appreciate everybody just listening. And if you're on the Apple platform, um, please give us five stars and a good review that really helps to get it pushed up to the top of the various categories on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. So all the other platforms just subscribe but if you're using an iPhone if you're listening on an iPad iPhone or something and you're using iTunes uh, go ahead and click on and give us five stars we would love to get those stars out your fingers just go ahead and click 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 five wonderful stars and if you got anything less than five stars you can just hold that just keep that to yourself right <laughs> we don't mind we don't mind you keeping that to yourself but if you got five stars we would really appreciate it so Welcome back. We have taken a respite. We were almost taking 2019 off. We're just going to take yeah. a break in 2019, right? We just threw a flag on the play. For, we're going <laughs> to release quarterly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to do our best uh, to not record once a quarter. We're going to try to get back to our regularly scheduled program. But as many of you know who are out there, you know, life happens and you know, we get busy and sometimes things just kind of get pushed at the back burner. Um and once house to house starts paying our bills and we can just do this all day long, you'll get three hour podcasts every day. <laughs> Matter of fact, you might get an episode every hour. <laughs> right. Uh, might be room to room at that point. <laughs> um, but, you know, until then, we, we're, we're going to do our best to, to get you as much content as we can and continue to advance our father's kingdom one house at a time. So, you know, with that being said, you know, we have been off forever. And you know what? What being off forever allows you to do is to think about some things, and you know, just ponder. You know, ponder life and allow the Lord to speak to you, and let the Holy Spirit kind of just share some thoughts with you. And so, you know, as we were just sitting down here getting ready to record, you know, we were just talking about a couple of different ideas that we had been, you know, been bouncing around, and just trying to refine some things. And what was cool was how we were kind of in the same kind of the same mode of thinking. And so. We want to talk about a couple things tonight. It is tonight. It's normally not normally we're recording in the morning, but it's tonight. We want to couple, talk about a couple things. Um, you know, God is you know building His house, right? He's building a family with the intentions on building a house. 
And so with that being said, there are some specific things that need to be done, right, in order to do that. And, you know, if you've gone back to the beginning of our, you know, uh, string of podcasts, you know, we talked about building relationships and friends and brother, sister, and all those different things because those things are the foundations to a house. And sometimes when you're building, right, if you've ever been working on something, you're you're hammering in a nail, right, into a piece of wood, right? For those of you who work with your hands, you might recognize this. So you're hammering a nail in, and then the top of that nail gets bent over. You're like, dang. Now, if you buy those really fancy nails or you have a really fancy screw with the coating on there, it's really expensive. So I hate when that happens. <laughs> I hate when that happens. But you know what you got to do? You got to pull it out. You know, unfortunately, you have to just, you know, like Luke says, count the cost. And you realize, all right, made a couple of mistakes. I got to pull that out. I got to pull that out and put another screw or another nail in the hole. Um, but the nail has to come out. You can't salvage it. You know, so you try, you try to like bend it back straight, yeah. and it never looks it never looks right. It's over, man. Yeah, I'm speaking speaking from someone who has tried that many. Or if days. you put a, you can't put that new nail into the same hole even. Yeah, you got to move it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, with the screw especially, you might have to move it over a little bit. So, you know, one of the things that we've just realized um, is that as you're building and as you're, as you're allowing the Lord to, you know, build, you're helping to facilitate what the Holy Spirit is doing. Sometimes you got to pull nails out and nails, you know, in this uh, analogy here in, in this metaphor, right, this simile, I'm using all my literary language here. Sometimes that, that's um, relationships, sometimes that's people places, environments, um, you know, different circumstances and situations. Sometimes you have to allow God to pluck you out of the thing or pluck the thing out of you. Yeah. And I think what can happen very easily, I think this is is a common theme, especially, you know, we get distracted as, as believers and you may get pulled into a specific subject matter, whether it be something in politics or something that's going in the the celebrity world or somebody that they just found out that they're doing something very illicit, whatever oh, yeah. the thing is, it just draws you in. And, you know, we can't be so quick to judge it how the world is judging it because yeah. then we actually throw off how we're not using those same standards as the world is. Yeah. You ever, you ever been around somebody who's upset like, man, I can't believe this. And then, and then, start, and then all of a sudden you start getting upset even though you had nothing to do yeah. with what was going on, when after they leave your presence, you're a little perturbed. And you're like, man. I can't. And then you're like, I've had that happen to me many times. And then I'm like, why am I angry? And you're like, oh, goodness. Some of that actually rubbed off on me. Um, and it, it is very easy, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it, it, it's very easy for various emotions and feelings to rub off on you. You know, the scripture says that a little yeast leavened the whole lump. It's very easy for things to rub off on you, right? So, so reason you you get in the mood when Marvin Gaye starts playing, right? You say, "Hey, I want some loving here today." All of a sudden, you're in the mood. In the mood for what? What are you in the mood for? You might have been reading a book. You, you might have been thinking about sports, but all of a sudden, a feeling has rubbed off on you. Why is that? Because those things can happen, and so it's very important um, that we. A, don't allow the wrong feelings to rub off on us and, you know, be in the event that those wrong feelings have rubbed off. We have to allow the Lord to pluck those things out. 
You know, th- there's a particular scripture um, I just want to read here. It's in the book of it's in the book of First John. It's in chapter two. Um, right around verse 15, it says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him because all that is in the world. And check out what John says is all not some, but all that is in the world, the desire of the flesh and the desire of the eyes and the arrogance produced by material possessions is not from the father, but is from the world. Now, that's the new English translation. So it's a little more elaborate. All right. And it says the world is passing away with its desires, but the person who does the will of God remains forever. So what, why, why am I reading that? Because how many of us know friends and family who are in love with the world? That's a real thing. And I think, you know, one of the things that we've gotten away from, and I was talking with a, with a brother, older brother, wise, really good brother. He's from down south. We were at a, a, a fellowship gathering, oh, goodness, like two or three years ago. And he and I were just talking. And I remember him saying something to the effect of, you know, Amadi, I know we're building a house of God and we're doing this thing organically. He's like, but I learned some good things in church. What he was essentially asking me was, how do we not throw out the baby with the bathwater? All right. How do we not get to that point? And I said, you know, that's a very good question. And so I begin to ask the Lord, you know, help me to not have that mentality. Now, why am I bringing that up? The only reason I'm bringing that up is in reference to this scripture. You know, some of the old church folk, you know, like holiness, be holy as God is holy. Like they they held to certain biblical standards. They they upheld righteousness and holiness as things to be esteemed, as things to be valued, as things to be espoused to. And it's like, you know, we we we, we can't get so far away from oh, we're not institutional, we're not this, that we begin to forsake biblical standards like worldliness when's the last time you heard somebody say such and such that's worldliness we just kind of like what you said we just kind of go along judge things like the world view problems just like the world you know process things like worldly people and not uh, not allowing the holy spirit to process those things you know for us that we can have a, a more you know like a more mature response yeah. And I think first referencing back to, you know, some of the, the church kind of standards is like, you know, if it causes you to sin, toss it out, if you yeah, will. Like cut you your know, hand if, off. If your yeah, eye causes you to sin, <laughs> cut that joker off. And I think that's a great place to start fundamentally. Um, but I feel like there's I mean, of course, I'm not saying go out and sin <laughs> by no right. means. But Nor are we saying cut your eye out. Right, please don't. <laughs> Uh, but I feel like there is there's got to be something more because I feel like that's that's like a, a solid uh, barrier for like the law would take place right there. Right. But what 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 is uh, resonating within each of us is all is the Holy Spirit. Right. And that same kind of reservation should be there without such, I don't know, brash uh, stance. But it there the flexibility and the willingness to do as as the Lord permits and grants you, because even in the scriptures where Paul was trying to go, to, I think it was like Asia Minor. Yeah. Prematurely, 
the Holy Spirit forbade him. It was no physical body or no uh, blocks and bricks forbade him. It wasn't a physical object, but it was the Lord himself via the Holy Spirit was saying, no, son, it's not your time to go there. Mm, that's good. It might not even, you know, it might not have been his time. The people might not have been ready. And that, you know, that that requires some significant maturity. But we don't get there without first espousing right. these smaller things, you know, because John, if you read that whole chapter of first John, sec, um, the second chapter, he's talking to the people like his children he says, you know, you all are my dear children. I, I've probably discipled some of you, right, raised you up in the Lord. And so the the type of relationship I have for you is a very close and dear one. So I'm telling you these things because I love you, right? He's not, you know, he is reprimanding to a degree, but it's a reprimand out of love, right? He's saying, I'm, I've written to you because you've known the Father. I've written to you because you're strong. The word of God resides in you. So don't love the world. Worldliness is not something to be grasped, grasped. In, in, because, in, in this hour. I mean, he says it. He says it. you can't love the world and love God at the same time. It's impossible. So what what are we seeing now? What we're seeing are is uh, believers, like you said, processing things, interpreting the times and the seasons like worldly people. Right. And that that could be anything that could be the political arena. It could be the education arena. It could be financial arena. Anything. We're, I mean, we're, we're talking across the board. Now, I'm not saying anything like, like I'm going to go back to church. I'm, my intention is not to go to an institutional church, nor is it to start one, because I got asked that question recently. You know, you guys going to start a church? And it was like, no, we're not going to start a church. We are. But, you know, that's another discussion for another day. But going back to our original simile here, our original metaphor <laughs> of pulling out these nails. So what do we do if we're not those people? We say, okay, I've done inventory. I've like, like Jude says, I've examined myself to see if I still be in the faith. Like I've done the internal examination and I realize, okay, Lord, I believe I'm not that person, but like Isaiah, I'm surrounded by people of unclean lips. Now, what do I do? Right, God has burned my lips. You know, you read that scripture and God burns his lips, but you never see God burning any of the other people's lips around him. <laughs> you know, he says, he didn't just say, I'm a man of unclean. He said, I'm surrounded by a bunch of jokers that are unclean. And so what, what do we do when we are surrounded by those people, whether by choice or by not? You know, just sometimes we make bad decisions and sometimes we're just in different situations. We're not here to accuse anyone, but, you know, sometimes you're just there where a lot of my friends, a lot of my associates, they're just worldly people. Right. And, and we don't mean in the sense of you're trying to reach them for the for the gospel. We're just talking about, you know, I should not have as much time spent with this person as I do. We I. I think we have to allow God to restructure and or reappropriate those relationships and, you know, put them in its proper perspective. You know, he may have to shift some people, move them to outer court, right? Move them to out of the inner court, maybe to the outer court relationships. Um, and wh what I say when I mean what I mean when I say that is, you know, holies of holies, like the temple, ancient temple, holies of holies, inner court, outer court, just a layer of intimacy in your relationship. And so, I think we should also mention to make it clear, usually when you get closer to the holy of holies, there's not a lot of relationships that are like these unique exactly. relationships that can know the I don't know, the very intimate kind of thoughts that you have uh, as a person. Right. Certain relationships are different. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, we just wanted to make that clear. That's yeah. all. 
So what? So what? What do we do then if we realize, okay, I have a bunch of these, un you know, un you know, sanctified, unsanctified relationships, and I have to allow the Holy Spirit to. Well, first of all, I have to be willing. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to? Let these relationships be restructured, uh-huh. and and potentially not saying we go out and do it, but potentially replaced. Yep. And I think the primary thing is, uh, you know, sometimes when you're in something, it's harder to see objectively. So maybe considering talking to uh, somebody who you see as a friend that has your best interest in mind would be able to help you assess what's going on, and so. With discussing whatever type of relationship, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, but in the cases where it's it's a bad one or how your engagement and what's going on, you may have to, for example, set up kind of boundaries and maybe a time limit, maybe certain subjects, um, just, just something to kind of help defend and guard against whether it be being abused or just leeching off of your time and energy. You know. Right. And we uh, again, we just want to lay out some caveats here. We're not saying that we're perfect or that you're perfect. And we're not saying that everyone doesn't make mistakes. But what we are saying is we all know individuals who live a particular lifestyle. Um, and this is what we're talking about. Like when the New Testament says things like those who live according to the flesh will not inherit the kingdom of God. But not, we're not talking about someone who may have made a mistake. You know, somebody cut you off in traffic and you cursed accidentally. No, this is not what we're saying. We're talking about people who are worldly, like this first John chapter two scripture says people who people who are in love with the world and worldliness. And those are the people that we have to be willing to allow God to, you know, restructure and kind of re- reorient in, in our lives. And so I think, um, Regu, your 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 point is um, spot on in terms of. If I'm in it, it's hard for me to see. You know, if I'm driving in a car and somebody's keyed the outside of my car, I can't see it because I'm inside the car. No matter how nice the car is, I need to get someone with an outside perspective um, to say, hey, what do you think about this relationship? You know, or that person could be God himself. You know, and this is where we have as people who are trying to grow and mature. Sometimes we have to ask the Lord. You know, first, should I really be spending as much time with this individual or at this place, right? Or in this in this circumstance as I do, you know, allow weigh some things out in heart and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to you first before you just start cutting people off. We're, we're not saying to go and just cut a bunch of people off because honestly, some of the relationships that God is going to restructure are going to be those that you've had for a while. And you may have some emotional ties with. So you're going to have to allow the Lord to really come in and do some restructuring. And I love what you mentioned first, like really asking the Lord, Amadi, because in some instances, you may have to endure whatever the relationship is for a while. Right. Right. Until you get further guidance and instruction, because it may be working something out of you as an individual. And, you know, in, in those cases, you know, you just have to let it play out. How many of us, if we were totally honest, if we were walking through our house right now, you know, you know, a lot of times you buy a new house. For those of you who haven't bought a new house, sometimes basements are not finished. 
you know they'll 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 finish the the we're, we're on the east coast so houses are built with basements i know some parts of the country houses don't have basements like in the southwest but here on the east coast a lot of houses have basements um imagine you're walking through the house and the basement's not finished like it usually is sometimes and you look up and you see a bunch of nails hanging out that are bent we'd be like that's pretty weird why are so many screws and nails kind of hanging out like it's unfinished I'm I'm driving this point home so we understand why it's so important, you know, if a relationship has um gone awry, um that that we do that we ask these questions that that we ask the Lord to evaluate, you know, evaluate. there is nothing that's outside of his purview that we ask him to evaluate because if we know if if we are going to be people who espouse to holiness and righteousness um, and we are surrounded by individuals, not ones like Ragusa that God is calling us to endure because he's looking to win one. God is not calling you to win every single person in your sphere, some plant and some water. So that's a deception of the institutional church to believe that every single person you know, you're going to be the person to win them to his kingdom. That is inaccurate. That is not biblical. It's not scriptural some plant and some water. And so you have to know the season that you're in with a particular person to say, you know what, for this season, I was merely to plant some seeds. Now I'm going to just pray that God sends those who will water and allow the increase to take place. But if I continue to persist, this relationship might drag me down and I'll find myself in places like, how'd I get here? Just like we talked about earlier, the person who was mad and got you mad. That's how you got there. Um, we have to be willing to, again, allow the Lord to restructure these things. And that might mean fighting through some emotions. That might mean fighting through some history because there might be some history there. It means fighting through a lot of different things. But I think we have to be willing, not that God's going to do it overnight, um, but that we have to be willing to at least allow the Holy Spirit to start to start that work. And, you know, in in our hearts. Yeah. And, you know, keeping also in mind, you know, you're the agent of change. Right. And so we always have to be led by the spirit. You know, it seems very uh, rhetoric, if you will, but it's it's something that is it should be embedded and it should be the way that we navigate through life, you know, with the guidance and the the directives of the Holy Spirit. So there's you know, there's a reason why I think it's it's so important that our relationships are in order. So we, we talked about, you know, early, in earlier episodes about the importance of just having good relationships having strong relationships from there you know god builds his family and and you know the house is built right and part of that as we're talking about today is potentially allowing god to restructure some unhealthy relationships some relationships are just not healthy you know we 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 have that one friend who's just a little a little out there well that's not the person i might be talking to about my marriage i may just you know that not that person or that single woman who has an issue with male authority i'm not going to be talking to her about my husband right and vice versa i might have that single guy friend who thinks all women are this or that yeah i'm not going to be talking with him about my 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 wife not healthy paul says you know all things are possible but not all things are beneficial for me so just certain things are not healthy, right? If I know that that I have it, you know, and this is, a, I'll, I'll give a, a perfect example for me because of some of the places that I've been and some of the things I've seen, you know, one of the things that my wife and I, we do, 
is, and I'm not really a big drinker, but from time to time, we may have a glass of wine. Right, we, my, my my wife actually likes wine a little bit more than I do, so every once in a while, she's like, you know, I was like, sure, why don't we have a glass of wine? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really care. It's a celebration or some 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 kind of special occasion. Sure, why not? But I told, I said, you know, listen, dear, I've been in different situations where I've seen people who I thought were mature break out alcohol amongst the immature, and it didn't go the way that I would have expected. And so I said, you know, as a personal conviction. I personally have said, you know what, when we're, in, when we're in the company of those who aren't quite as mature, we are just not going to have alcohol. That's a, a decision that I've made for my wife and I. Not that I make her do it, but she, y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying. Um, I share my thoughts and she and she agreed. And so that's what we do. You know, so personally, we just don't do that. Now, why am I saying that? Because I know for some of my relationships, that would not be healthy. That would not be healthy for them, right? That would be unrighteous for them, for me to break out alcohol if they had an issue or if they're struggling or if they're trying to still grow in that area, right? Because remember, 1 John 2 says the desires of the flesh. Well, that might be the desire of someone's flesh, you know, if they had an alcohol issue in the past. So maybe having alcohol in their presence is not beneficial. Or if someone had an issue with, you know, I know many of you listening right now may watch R-rated movies. But what if we have friendships or relationships where they have an issue with lust? And that's just a, an area where they're struggling. Watching an R-rated movie in their presence is probably not healthy. So again, you might be the relationship that may get restructured. So I'm just pointing out things to give you practical examples of things where if God restructures some things. These could be examples of reasons why that could be a thing. You know, the R-rated movie might not be an issue for you, but for somebody else, they may say, you know what? I need to fall back from going to the movies with you because you like to watch the movies that you know, <laughs> get me a little hot and bothered. Just yeah. keeping it, you know, just, just keeping it real. So, yeah, and I think uh, Amadi, what you're expressing is something that Paul actually writes to uh, the church in Rome about, you know, not being a stumbling block to others um, while they're growing and causing them to sin. Right. And that's uh, Romans 14. 14, yeah. yeah 13. Remember, yeah. So, yeah, we shouldn't be a stumbling block, A. And then if we see a brother that has a stumbling block, we say, okay, I'll, I'll pray for you, right? Um, and then also, if we know and we have people that are our stumbling blocks, we have to know, yeah, that person's my stumbling block. I need to, I, I, I need to fall back from that person. Now, here's here's where the the funny part comes in. It's not really funny, but it's it's interesting because God will do this to test our heart. Me allowing Him to restructure relationship, right? I may lose out on opportunities. I may lose out financially, right? I may I may lose out on something. There may be something that that relationship may have afforded me that I potentially may lose out on if I allow God to truly restructure it the way he wants to. I may lose out on something. Am I willing to allow God to do that in order to build his kingdom? And that's where our hearts are tested. Again, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes. So I see oh, that person has connections. Right. They know people that might be able to get me somewhere. Hey, let's just keep it real. Right. Do I really want to give up this relationship? Do I want to give up this situation because they have a they have a connection with some CEO somewhere that might be able to get me in? 
Or let's say I'm an unmarried man. Oh, his sister's cute. Do I want to allow God to restructure this? I want to be able to, you know, take her on a date, maybe potentially court her for marriage. What if God's restructuring the relationship? See, these are the areas where we may, are we even willing? Let's, you know, before we get to the end of the yellow brick road, just at the start, are we even willing if God were to ask us that relationship needs to be restructured because it's not healthy for you? God can't build his kingdom and build his house if we're still choosing to walk in unhealthy relationships. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, what is key in, in what you're describing is, you know, the, the soul is very subtle and it has so many tactics to try to manipulate these relationships these and, and yep. not even mm-hmm. considering the value it is and in, even in the individual that you see beyond that, you see things that they're tied to that, you know, would benefit you so severely. But, you know, when you these things get put on the altar, if you will, you know, it has to be, you know, tested. Yeah. So, you know, these these things are very important. They, they they may seem minor and they may seem, you know, minuscule and it's all right, you know, we can deal with this Amadi. All right, Ragu, relax. We you know, we we got it. But it actually leads into something much, much larger. Hey everybody, this is Amadi. You just listened to Ragu and I discussing worldliness and allowing God to restructure and reorder things in our lives when worldliness is present. Uh, Be on the lookout for the conclusion to our discussion in next week's episode. We do appreciate everybody listening and continuing to support us. As always, you can go to our website, divemedia.co, or support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash divemedia1. Thank you again for listening and look forward to you guys next week. Bye bye. Stay cool, cause it's hot outside. I get your body outlined and chalk. Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot. Stay cool, stay cool, cause it's hot outside. I get your body outlined and chalk. Hi. Hi. Hi.